with strange doctrine. And the apostle, concerned for the souls of the men and women in the local church, took pen and wrote to the church at Gomitah. In the fifth chapter where we picked up our reading this morning, it's a bit of a challenge trying to deal with one part of this tremendous puzzle, if you would, that Paul is laying out here in the book of Galatians. He used the first three chapters in Galatians to explain the importance of the grace of God that has brought us salvation. We have come into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. But now the church at the late time was hearing of a different doctrine, was hearing a different message, a message that was taking them into legalism, a message that was taking them away from their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, a message now that is rooted in works is that which the apostle had to address. He used the first two chapters to speak of the grace and the gospel. The gospel message of Christ coming to us through the grace of God. He used chapter 1 and chapter 2, chapter 3 and 4 to deal with doctrine, if you would. But here in the fifth chapter of Galatians, the apostle is laying out six arguments that will prove that God saves sinners through faith in Christ Jesus and not by works. God saves us through our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and not by our works. That spirit of legalism crept into the church in a very great manner. And it was disrupting the foundation, if you would, that the apostle had laid out for the sheep. It is no different today. We see that same legalistic spirit that is seeking to operate among the people of God. The do's and the don't do's. It was the Judaizers in Paul's day. The Judaizers were the ones who were infiltrating the camp here at the late time and was seeking to lead the people back into the bondage of works. When they had come to faith in God through Christ, all by faith and the grace that God has given. And brothers and sisters, I believe today that it is an important message for us that the grace of God is what is extended to us and our faith in the accomplished work of Jesus Christ is what has brought us into relationship with God through Christ. It was in the third chapter of Galatians, as you would read, where the apostle addressed the church by saying, O foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you? Then having begun in the Spirit, why are you now seeking to live out your faith in the flesh? It's the flesh that is calling us to works only to realize that legalism is going to lead to bondage. Legalistic mentality and the legalistic principles that the church was imposing upon the people would hold them in bondage. The Lord had set us free 
It is for freedom that Christ has made us free. And why should we want to be entangled again with the yoke of bondage? Freedom in Christ Jesus. Freedom to serve Him, to live for Him. Not the do's and the don'ts. When we come into this legalistic mentality of seeking to live out our faith, that's when we often would hold back on God. That's where people only, if you would, would tick, as some would say, they just tick God. Well, I prayed this morning and that's it. Or I read my Bible for two minutes this afternoon and that was it. That legalistic mentality, that legalism is causing or had caused persons to compare themselves with others. Well, everyone thinks that I'm doing good. At least I've been to church twice per month. At least I've sent an offering. And that legalistic, lengthy list of do's and don'ts is what the church or the Judaizers were seeking to impose on the people of God. How many people today do you know who have drawn away from God because they have been confronted with a list of do's and don'ts? It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And what God would have us to experience is the liberty that is ours through Christ. And all the laws, if you would, that the Judaizers were seeking to impose on the people of God, Paul was basically saying, out of our love for God, we will do that and beyond that. We will not serve based on legalism. We will serve God out of the love that He has shed abroad in our heart. It is His love in your and my heart that will cause us to go above and beyond. It is His love that will cause us not to settle for mediocrity. What manner of love is this that the Father has bestowed on me? that I can be called a son, a daughter of the Most High God. What manner of love is that? It is that love, my sisters and brothers, that propels us to living right for God. You see, the people of that time, that era, had a legitimate beef, if you would, to break. They were stating that if you share the gospel of liberty in God through Christ, it will give people an occasion to live carelessly, to live sinfully. And yes, some do. But Paul had a bigger picture to present. One that I trust that all of us have experienced. And that is the love of the Father that He has placed in our heart. And our love for Him. We find ourselves yearning to please Him, to live for Him, to serve Him. Not out of legalism, but out of love. Because love covers it all. Amen. It was uh, Bob Mumford some years ago who stated this and penned it as well. He said it this way. He said, love God and do as you please. Don't you like that? Love God and do as you please. There's no do's and no. You love God. And do as you please. Because if you and I love God, we can find ourselves doing just that which is going to be pleasing to Him. Because the love that we would have and we will be displaying for God is not the love that is just in words. It's not just verbiage. 
It's the love that, that is demonstrated. It's the love that is being lived out. Your and my love for God is what causes us to seek Him daily in prayer. It's what causes us to sing a new song to Him. And you don't mind who's listening because it's not for them anyhow. It's song to the Lord. Your and my love for God causes us to go above and beyond. You don't come to church because I am here, because you're looking for brownie points with the pastor. You come to church because of your love for God, and this word tells you and me that we must not forsake the coming together. You come to church because it's an expression of that love that is in your heart. And when you can't, you can't. And so it's not your damn if you don't. It's an act of love. It's a relationship of love that God is calling us to. And brothers and sisters, I believe that that love indeed is in the heart of each of you that's sitting under the sound of my voice. And we are going to step it up. And we are going to look for more opportunity just to love of the Father. I said just for love of the Father. This spirit of legalism that entered into the church as I close this afternoon, was creating a major hurdle. As Paul says here, for freedom, Christ has set us free. We now need to stand firm in that liberty wherein we have been made free. And don't allow ourselves to be entangled again, as King James Version would say, with the yoke of bondage. For you were called to freedom. We were called to what? To freedom. That's what we're called to. You and I have been called to freedom in God. We're free to sing. We're free to dance. We're free to worship. We're free to attend church. And we're free at times not to attend because we're engaged with something else. But it's a liberty. And if you and I ever feel condemned because we're not doing, it's because we have allowed ourselves to cross over into that legalistic way of thinking. For you and I were called to freedom, brothers. Do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. But through, look at it, but through what? Through love. But through love, let us serve one another. Love is the principal thing. And that is what the apostle had been presenting, and is what all of us need to embrace. That God has called us into a love relationship with himself. And because we love Him, we serve Him. And we love and serve each other. It's a love relationship. It is that love relationship that will build the church. It is that love relationship that will draw others unto you and I as we draw them and point them towards Christ. And so use it not as an occasion to tear down, but through love let us serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. What liberty that is. How liberating that is. We all know how to love ourselves, do we not? And yet there's some that are still struggling with that because of the condemnation of the failures of yesteryear. But you are loved, my friends. Brothers and sisters, you are loved with an everlasting love. And beneath you, God's everlasting arms are there to sustain you. And as I shared before, God is not calling us just for a lot of verbiage, just for a lot of knowledge, but He would have us to live out our faith by and through.
the enabling of the Holy Spirit. We cannot do this in our own strength. We will shipwreck ourselves and frustrate ourselves if we try to live out this faith without the aid of the Holy Spirit. The scripture gives us, and Paul brings it out in his writings here, the three ministries of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead that enables us to live this victorious life. It is the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, that enables you and I to fulfill the law of love. It's the law of love. It's not a law of do's and don'ts as we would see often as we read through the Old Testament. It's the law of love. It's the Spirit that enables us to overcome the flesh. Overcome the flesh. We see that in Galatians 5, 16 through 24. So the Spirit, first of all, the Holy Spirit, enables us to fulfill the law of love. Galatians 5, 13 through 15. The Holy Spirit enables us to overcome the flesh. Galatians 5, 16 through 24. And lastly, it is the Holy Spirit that enables you and I, yes, to produce fruit, fruit that will remain. Galatians 5, 22 to 23, and 25 and 26. We are free from the guilt of sin in Christ Jesus because we have experienced God's forgiveness. We are free from the penalty of sin. Why? Because Christ died on the cross for us. And we are free from the power of sin through the Holy Spirit. My brothers and sisters, let us embrace this freedom that is ours in God through Jesus Christ. And go above and beyond. Not out of legalism, but out of love. The love that has been shed abroad in your heart and in my heart is going to enable us to go above and beyond to the praise of His glory and to the salvation of many. Let's be the name of the Lord. Amen. And the name of God. Without a doubt, we know that we have been.